1: You're tuned into it's always game day in Cincinnati.
0: The top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagada at Odyssey Sports Podcast.
1: We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Week two is officially here. And Willie Anderson brought up a good point on Twitter yesterday. He's like, when do you guys all move on to the next game? It's Wednesday. (laughs) The players and coaches already moved on. Why is everybody still talking about this game? Well, it's because we didn't have anything to talk about on Tuesday when it was an off day. And then Monday, I feel like you're just recapping your feelings about how everything went. People were watching the film and just saying, oh, all those mistakes. You you really struggled. You should have won and all that stuff. But he's right. I think by Thursday it's all full go to look ahead to week two, but uh, it's been a long week, Mike.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree that Wednesday is the day you move on. Um, I usually have my article come out Wednesday because I'm too lazy to put in all the effort to get it out by Tuesday morning because that's a lot to do. A lot on Monday because I, I have an article come out on Monday, so I have to write that, then do all the watching, and then do an entire article. Yeah, whatever. Wednesday's fine. People still like it on Wednesday. Hopefully Willie doesn't care too much.
1: Mike works really hard, everyone. He, you go check out <laughs> his work on all Bengals. He has plenty of breakdowns over on Twitter, too, Bengals underscore Sands. Look ahead to week two. There's one thing that terrifies me, and I say it every week, when too many people are taking the team – just so many things can go wrong when it look. When I look at pr- predictions on Thursday morning, you're getting the Wednesday midway point. Dak Prescott is out. Oh, you know they should be able to stop him. Joe Burrow is not going to have a bad game like he did in Week One. They should be able to win on the road. Start the season one and one, just like they did last year when they played the Chicago Bears. Unfortunately, they lost that one. But you look ahead to this matchup. What's going to happen on Sunday?
0: Bengals win. I, I think I feel pretty confident in saying that now any given Sunday, we just saw the big, big Bengals favorite blow the game at home and they're on the road this time. But I feel 75, 80% sure the Bengals win this. I think they're just going to be more more prepared and more understanding of they just got kicked in, kicked in the teeth and it's like, okay, I hate that. So let's not let that happen again.
1: Do they get to 30 points?
0: um wow that's tough i'll say i'll say no uh but i will be very excited if they do
1: see i'm at 28 13 i didn't i don't know why the two to three extra points i'm like nope can't do it you're only gonna get 28 <laughs> in this game and i honestly i i think at halftime it's gonna be like some lame score of 10 to 3. And it'll still be a game. And then the second half, I feel like they do get ahead by a couple scores, and you kind of just break away a little bit in the third and fourth quarter. I think, I think I'm just really intrigued to see Joe Burrow in this game. I really am because I felt like the fourth quarter Joe Burrow is who we're going to see a lot this season, and a lot. Man, I got hammered for this. Uh, I'll give Colin Cowherd the credit because I listened to it on his interview, but he had said that out of 11 starting quarterbacks eight of them won who didn't play in preseason and i just have one thing i would really like to say right now i don't think joe burrow should ever play in a preseason game again people feel very heated about this topic and number two he couldn't play in the preseason because he just had his surgery and that would have been silly to put him out there, even though he does want to get he he wants those reps. He wants to get hit in training camp and all of that because Joe's a tough guy. If you listen to his interview on Pat McAfee, he pretty much said the same thing. And everyone's like, no, Joe, no, 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 no hits. You you stay protected. Don't don't take those. Um, But but when you think about all of that stuff, I, I'm just really intrigued to see how he bounces back. I think he just needed to kind of get those Sunday scaries out a little bit in the first and second and quarter and then he's like okay all right cool I'm calmed down things are fine but still credit to the Steelers defense but not to look too far back what do you want to see from Joe Burrow on Sunday
0: I want to see him take shots but also um, protect the ball a little bit better Uh, even more than the sacks the thing that will really kill you is just the turnovers so if he can protect the ball one or less turnovers and then still push the ball down the field at times when necessary and you know he's still cooking like he likes to do then i think it'll be uh i'll be very happy with the performance but really if he just protects the ball wins the game i'll be happy with that performance too it's if he gunslings but also throws three interceptions kind of like he did this past sunday that will make me a little bit worried of okay somebody needs to like pull beside just be like just you you can't fit everything
1: Yeah. And the thing is, I was talking to Jeff Schwartz, um, a former offensive lineman, and he said with Joe, he's like, look, I know he likes to make plays. I know that some of these sacks are on him, but that isn't great for your offense at times. And that can get Joe hurt Uh, when you think about some of the things he does to make plays. and, And if he didn't do that, they're not going to the Super Bowl last year. They're not. Cause he made plays. He made things work. He got out of almost sacks and, and ran for a first down through for a touchdown pass, found his guy. And that's what I love about Joe Burrow and what he can do with this offense. When you think of the next couple of weeks or, or even this game coming up on Sunday, is that something that you're still like, uh, oh, Joe, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta watch out. You can't, you can't be taking those sacks all the time.
0: Yeah. And like I've been saying, just 10% less, just, you know, protect yourself and your offensive line, your offensive line from the criticism and yourself from the hits by just what on early downs, just check it down, pick up five yards, move on. When uh, your thing, when it's not open, don't try to create as much on those downs, third down, whatever. I mean, there's no difference between third and long, checking it down for five yards and getting off the field without getting hit. Other than the hits, obviously, but and then taking a sack or taking a hit as you throw deep or something like that. As long as on first and second down, keep the ball moving, stay ahead of the chains, I don't see uh, the third down play creation type stuff as that big of a deal.
1: We'll flip flip to the Dallas defense right now. Mike Parsons, obviously going to be the topic of conversation, a lot about injuries with the Dallas Cowboys, but he still terrifies me on what he can do to this offense. How does this offensive line contain this guy?
0: (laughs) Yeah, like I was trying to say, it's just have a plan, have a plan wherever he is, whether if he's inside, give him some help with the center or you keep your tackle close. If he's outside, you give a chip at the tight end, or running back. And if he's at linebacker, just make sure your pass protection plan uh, does not involve the running back picking him up. So those, those are the three things I would think of with where he lines up and how he rushes the passer. Does that mean maybe you waste a lineman when he lines up at linebacker and if he drops then yeah, sure. But I mean, you used to do that against the like a Terrell Suggs where you still account alignment for him, even if he's going to drop sometimes, because you just can't have a back or a tight end solo blocking these elite pass rushers.
1: You look around the AFC North, obviously the other teams all went undefeated since sitting at the bottom of the division, but they have a chance to be 500 on Sunday. After seeing, I'm not sure if you you know went back and watched the Ravens game or, or even the Browns game, Cincinnati gets a win on on Sunday. They have the Jets coming up and then Miami, can't look too far ahead because it's any given Sunday as we mentioned before. Who's the best in the AFC North right now and can Cincinnati, you know, really gain some ground over the next couple weeks?
0: Yeah, I would guess the Ravens are the best in the North right now because they won and they're to me they and the Bengals are both contenders. I don't view the Browns or the Steelers as serious contenders this season. Uh, Maybe next year. Hopefully I'm not eating those words, (laughs) but uh, the Ravens are the ones that I think are a serious contender. They have a leg up on the Bengals because the Bengals dropped a division game and they're also one game ahead of them. Um, Just got to beat them when they come into town on Friday, uh, on week five. So like, uh, not looking too far ahead but then i look a little bit further <laughs> ahead to the ravens game or no they're going to baltimore i believe in that game not the other way around but anyway you just got you got to take care of them and then you become the top dog again i think that'll decide everything if they're if the bengal's are able to take care of business the next 2 weeks at least which they should thursday night game we'll see
1: There's Thursday night football tonight, and I'm actually really looking forward to this. But every time I look forward to a Thursday night matchup between, you know, a powerhouse, you look last week at the Bills and the Rams. That was terrible. The game was over pretty much just after the half. But you get Chargers and Chiefs tonight. The Chiefs are wild, man, because you go back to last year, the start of the season. It felt like Patrick Mahomes was struggling earlier and everyone's like, oh, the Chiefs aren't getting back to the playoffs. They're struggling and the defense is kind of helping them out. And then they finally get it going. I feel like the midway point of the season last year and then the Chargers, it's Justin Herbert. Everybody loves Justin Herbert. I mean, I'm not getting into the Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert comparisons tonight because that's just it's it's everywhere. What's going to happen on this Thursday night game tonight? I know we're recording tonight. So the game's going to be over if you're listening to this on Friday. But what are you looking forward to tonight?
0: What well, I'm looking forward to is hopefully a good game. It's a Thursday night game, so there could be some sloppiness. Who knows? Uh, those games are always a little bit weird with that stuff, and it's early season. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, on paper, it's very exciting. I know Keenan Allen might be out, and who knows what the Chiefs do when it's not the Cardinals, but – I mean, I think it'll be a great game. What, what do you think? What are you looking forward to? Anything specific? I'm also looking forward to Mike Williams hopefully catching a touchdown for a fantasy team.
1: Ah, Fantasy football. Everybody <laughs> has a reason to watch this game tonight for their fantasy football teams. I do not play fantasy football. Nothing against fantasy football. I just would forget to change my lineup. I told people this all the time. I, I don't play, but <laughs> I root for everyone to be successful um, with their team tonight. I think it's Chiefs by two scores, honestly. Oh,
0: yeah. I, I uh, we're going to sound so stupid when the Chargers win by 3. They are yeah. they're going to <laughs> I also think the Chiefs win by 10 plus. I just they're at home. I mean, it's it's tough it's tough to go into Arrowhead really? short this week.
1: Year, never heard that before.
0: <laughs> Not for the Bengals, but for everybody else it seems like it's tough to go into Arrowhead, especially on a short week Thursday night football. I think the Chiefs are also they they're wanting to prove something. They they've heard all the uh They've been dethroned talk, all of this other stuff. Andy Reid, they get rid of Tyreek Hill. And what do they do? They Mahomes throws for five touchdowns and the game's over by the end of the first quarter. I think they're going to try to bring that type of energy each week. Um, and I don't know if the Chargers will have the defense to slow it down.
1: Yeah, no. Personally, it, it's it's wild with the Chiefs because we talked a little bit about it last week. When it comes to the AFC, you know, who's going to go to the Super Bowl in the AFC, and I hope I'm completely wrong about the Chiefs. I picked the Chiefs and and the Bucks, but at the same time. They saw what happened in the AFC championship game and their division got strong. I mean, everyone was like, Oh, this team and this team and the chargers and the chiefs are, who knows? Nobody was talking about the chiefs this off season. And that's just absolutely wild to me just because of how dominant the AFC is and Josh Allen, and the Buffalo bills are a heavy favorite. Even after week one, everybody wanted to take their victory lap. And I want to say, hold up. This season is far from over. I still am not buying the bills. I know Josh Allen is a real uh, deal, but I, I'm not I'm not jumping on board in week two.
0: You you know what was like a weird not pop, like vocal minority opinion was trying to predict the Chiefs to come in last in the AFC West was like, Well, the Broncos have Russ now, and the Raiders got uh Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones and all these guys. It's just like I until they're dethroned in the AFC West, I the Chiefs are the team to beat. They they are look, you combine one of the greatest play callers in history with one of the greatest quarterback talents in history, you've got magic. Doesn't matter whether or not they have Tyreek Hill, so um yeah, that it's it, the Bills specifically is like I I need to see them just trounce a good opponent in the playoffs cuz I mean, unless they go like 16 and one or something, I am I believe them. But then I'm also just like, I remember when you were the number one defense and KC moved the ball all the way down the field in 13 seconds. So that's that's what goes in my memory.
1: That game still annoys me. I Again, I'm not trying to look too far back to the playoffs last year, but everybody wants to talk about the greatest game. That was the greatest game ever. I'm like, no, your defense sucked. That's what happened. And you had two good quarterbacks. Sorry, it wasn't the greatest game. Next week, the AFC Championship second half was no bias. Um, <laughs> but I just overall the AFC. I think it's going to be a wild ride. Not to get too far into other teams either, but my hot take in the AFC West is Chiefs win the division. Raiders are the wild card.
0: Oh, no Chargers in the wild card.
1: No, no. I th-
0: I think they make the wild card. The Raiders, oh, I, I don't know. The they're, Chargers did just beat the Raiders.
1: I I know I, I know one hundred percent. We were we were recording and I had it on my phone. I was watching on the app while we were recording last week. But I, I'm I'm still taking the Raiders. They're just I don't know. They're going to they're not going to look great, but they're going to just flop their way in. Um, neither, neither
0: one of us is taking Denver. No,
1: I that. Uh, again, Seattle, it was the atmosphere was really cool. Obviously, you know, the fans are all in it. Russ Russ doesn't get the job done. The booze. The booze <laughs> <which is wild. laughs> it's just wild like to get one Super Bowls. But I haven't believed in the Russ Wilson hype since day one. I, I I just I'm not there. And they thought it was gonna change everything. They obviously have a legit defense. We saw what they did against the, the Bengals last year. That was a crazy game, 15 to 10. Uh, really, kind of changed the way the season was going for Cincinnati last year. But I, um, yeah, I don't believe in the Broncos. And again, we have tape so people can come at me when the Bills go win the Super Bowl, the uh, Broncos win the division. And I'm completely wrong about all of this, but I'm not there.
0: Yeah, I guess my hot take going into the year that doesn't sound as hot anymore was Broncos finished last in the AFC West. But that's just because I have been very cautious with Russell Wilson. I feel like he hasn't played at that MVP level in a, like a year and a half at this point, And he didn't um, he didn't last game either. So I, I don't know. Uh, this will be a fun game to watch, though, for everybody that already watched it. You know, you're either laughing at us for picking the Chiefs to win by two scores or – you uh, you might think we're smart. Who knows?
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what the Twitter uh <laughs> so of that. You have plenty going on all Bengals. You just mentioned it. You wrapped up all your hard work on Wednesday. What's up there going into game time?
0: Yeah, I'm hoping to get a Micah Parsons article up. Just a quick one to just like look at him and how the Cowboys use him. And that should be out by the time people are listening to this. So just check my Twitter at Bengals underscore Sands or search my name, Mike Santagata, on google with all bangles attached to it and you'll be able to find all of my articles
1: mike santagata make sure you go Bengals underscore sans he has the videos he'll have the previews all of his work over on all bangles you can follow me along over on at ellen ds patterson and we will be back on it's always game day in cincinnati after the Bengals either win or they lose to the dallas cowboys on sunday thanks for listening